Yeah, yeah dude. People in the NSA got a lot of power. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? No, it's just it's funny the things that you think of. Nobody else thinks of this. No, people who think of that have are the ones that are trying to hide something. <laughs> <laughs> the ones who are guilty. Those are the ones <laughs> that, you gotta, that are always worried about that kind of stuff. I'm not necessarily worried about it. I'm just, just you know, I'm just entertaining all of the possibilities, you know? Thinking of all the different scenarios. Yeah. I don't know, man. It must be be very entertaining to work for the NSA, though, because I'm sure that you see some on a regular basis. Oh, I bet it's scary, actually. I wonder how many people have to get psychological evaluations after they work there. On like a monthly basis. Well, they have to get one before they even work there, I think, to be able to get in. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Which is usually kind of a sham anyway, speaking from experience. You tried out for it then? I was going to say. What? No, actually, um, I was like one step away from- Scientology ain't the same thing, dude. (laughs) You need a psychological evaluation for that. That's that's for sure. (laughs) There's like one Scientologist who's watching us right now. It's like, you, Jordan. (laughs) Don't worry, I'll bleep it out. Um, No, but like um, I was like one step away from getting into the LAPD. Uh-huh. like three four years ago uh-huh. and um i wasn't able to get in because on the last step it's a psychological evaluation and um, are you laughing <laughs> <laughs> yeah brian because <laughs> jordan's crazy that's why yeah so on the last step i didn't pass pass the psychological evaluation I think we should rethink why we hired him. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I was a lot better back then than I am now. Oh, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, you no. were a lot better back then than you are now. Yes. Okay. I, I was more normal. Did they give you a reason why you failed it? Uh, No. No? They just said you're not the one. They just said peace out. Yeah. Thanks for for a year and a half of your hard work, but uh, peace out. Wow. And that's what makes you go crazy. <laughs> that's that's crazy. what makes you actually crazy. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the criteria is. It's dude. So like it's like a fifteen hundred long questionnaire. It takes you like eight hours to do and then afterwards but they sit you down in front of a psychologist who just tries to grill you over every single answer guy got you picked you know really it's like yeah and so like i'll ask you so is your favorite color blue or purple and then and then because you'd be like blue is that why your father touched you and i'm like what <laughs> like, <laughs> like well what are you talking about lady and, yeah and so yeah i just try to twist and turn every single thing possible and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but mm-hmm. whatever. I have but a buddy that's in the LAPD. Should ask him. I should. I should, huh? Hmm. To be honest, I'm glad I didn't become a cop, though. Really? I'm really glad I didn't become a cop in hindsight because I would have either turned out two ways. I would have either been – I would have probably been been a very um, jaded human being because because, you know, I like people – 
But if I have have to be around bad people, people who are stressing me out, people who are constantly lying to me all the time, it will rubs off on you and it steals all of your good mm-hmm. energy, you mm-hmm. know. And so and so if I had to be around that all the time as a cop, because cops have such a stressful job already, oh, yeah. Man, yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine. And then or two, I would have been like um in training day. With Denzel, yeah. I would have been one or like yeah. So I would have been either that or that. So yeah, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I didn't become a cop, to be honest. So, but uh, well, shout out to our boys in blue. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you. Oh, for sure, definitely. Um, what's it called? Yeah. So what should our icebreaker be? I thought that was. I have another icebreaker actually. Oh, here we go. So over the weekend. <laughs> So over the weekend, I went up to Lake Arrowhead. For all of you, you who aren't from California, I'm pretty sure that you guys have like heard of like you know, well, Big Bear. It's a mountain, you know. It snows up there a few times out of a year. It's nice and quaint and quiet. And um, so while I'm up there, um, they had an Oktoberfest out there. Yeah. And it and it was actually my first time time at an Oktoberfest, and um, it's cool. You know, there's there's like you know, beer, the food vendors. There's live music, but um, honestly, after it goes over, I think like the whole Oktoberfest thing. There's a lot of hype, but I don't see why because it's supposed to be about like you know the beer and everything, but the amount that it cost for you to have a <laughs> single beer, yeah. It's ridiculous, and so and so. But you can't just go and buy a beer. You have to buy a ticket first, and then that ticket allows you to have one beer. That ticket is twenty dollars, mm. and then to get a refill, you have to buy another ticket for eight bucks. And so essentially, if you wanted to have two beers, you're spending twenty eight bucks. But that that first ticket does that give you get you anything else? It gets you one beer. That's it. Just one pitch. No like, food. No snacks. No, no food. No snacks. No nothing. It's just a beer that's about this this big, in a fancy type of plastic pitcher that says says Oktoberfest on it. <laughs> so and so essentially twenty eight bucks for two beers. I could go buy a six pack for half that. And drink it in my hotel room. And drink one and get buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't know, I am a lightweight. I'm, and like it makes no sense. I'm half Irish, six foot two, two hundred ten pounds, but one beer will get me. Oh. So, yeah. But, uh, have you guys, guys, guys ever been to an Oktoberfest before? No, no I haven't. But um. I have friends that go, and for them, it you know they're not ones to spend a lot of money on alcohol, but they drink. Mm-hmm. So they they'd rather go to places that that aren't expensive to drink. Yeah, and they're beer drinkers, and they go to this, and they 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 just go crazy. It's and they drink all day. It's like an excuse to go drink. That's yeah. why they go to these things. And I don't think it was that expensive from. I don't, but they didn't go to the the one up in Arrowhead. Hmm. I'm not sure uh, which ones they're going to. Well, like. Um, is it like a traveling tour thing, kind of, or does I think there are multiple? Just, no. I think there are multiple because I think well, we have some people here at the office that went to the one in uh, OC not too long ago, yeah. and then there's yeah, one in LA. I think it's just a re- some, like certain areas will just have one as an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the Alpine Village over in Torrance or wherever that's at um, that has one, 
uh, yeah, Oktoberfest over in Big Bear and Lake Arrowhead. Um, I think Mammoth Mountain does an, an event out there as well. They're all over the place. It's just, you know, an excuse to have an event where you can drink a lot of beer. Right. Hmm. Yeah, well, well, maybe it was just in that particular spot as, as to why it was just so overinflated in price. But, um, but was it special first- beer? Was it like, you know, maybe like a, 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 a special edition microbrew or something? It had a fancy name to it, but it wasn't, <laughs> but it's not like it was like, you know, some nectar of the gods or something. <laughs> you know? It was just, it was, I could buy, buy my own damn beer from 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 a quickie mart and, and be good you know mm. so i don't know i was a little i mean it's cool but i was a little like is this what oktoberfest is about 28 <laughs> bucks for two beers yeah because i think the other ones that i've heard about there you know you get the ticket you get in you get a couple brats you get a you know a, like a a combo meal with your beer that would make sense yeah. sounds good it's justified you know yeah. I, yeah. yeah 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 see i would be okay with that but it wasn't maybe it was just that one Probably, probably, yeah. There's still, then I, and then, but then there's like stuff like you know Renaissance fairs and things where you pay and you don't get anything. You just get admission, just right. experience the event. Mm. So at least you're getting a beer out of it. Yes, still not for twenty. <laughs> yeah, you know, not but, for twenty damn dollars. <laughs> yeah, but you could have gotten charged fifteen dollars and not get a beer just to get into the event. Well, there wasn't um, an entrance fee, so I guess maybe that's so you can walk in and and, okay, yeah. And they don't even ask you you for your like ID up there at all. So that's wait, you know, above before I I don't understand then the twenty dollars and if the refill's four bucks, you get to keep the cup. Oh no, it's eight bucks for a refill. refill, Eight bucks for a refill. Even then, that's weird. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I think he got ripped off, dude. <laughs> I think someone scammed you, man. <laughs> this guy, he doesn't know anything. <laughs> He's a lightweight. So, hey, check this out. 20 bucks, man. Get you a beer. Nice. <laughs> That won't work. He's not. He's not that stupid. Watch. Yeah. No. I watched podcasts. I know he's a lightweight. He's a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, I recognize him from the Jada cast. That's Jordan. That's Jordan. Yeah, he don't drink. That's he funny. don't know better. Let's get him. <laughs> well, well, you know what? Speaking speaking of somebody from the Jada cast being recognized uh, we got what? we got us a potential ball player in the room here oh hey. yeah okay, okay. and so tell them what happened daryl um so i had previously attended the uh the laker the past two laker home games i attended the home opener this past saturday and then i also went to the game directly after that at home against the san antonio spurs uh what like two days ago and where'd you sit <laughs> I was pretty close. I was pretty close. How close in particular would you say? I was very close. Very <laughs> close. <laughs> what are you trying to get out of me, dude? Hashtag crazy rich Asian. <laughs> I was uh I was sitting row one behind the Laker bench. Um that's cool. Well, that's pretty close. Yeah. So that was a pretty cool experience. Um, but what happened prior to that actually is I was walking around Staples Center trying to kill some time, uh, doing some shopping at the Team LA store. 
And as I was walking out, I got approached by these two guys that worked uh, for the Lakers, um, part of the Staples Center, well, not Staples Center staff, but Lakers staff. Um, and they approached, I was with my brother. So they approached the both of us and they were like, hey, uh, would you guys have any interest in doing the, the Toyota Halftime Skills Challenge? <laughs> so, so cool. My brother and I looked at each other like, yeah, that's a no brainer. Um, so we just had to sign some waiver forms and things like that. So basically they gave us the rundown um, of how it's going to work. So they pulled us from our seats uh, as the second quarter started, took us to the tunnel, uh, which is really cool. Uh, briefed us once again and they had like the little obstacles like set up so you can like warm up and practice and whatnot. Um, Laker girls were back there, so you got to hang out with them and talk to them for a little bit. That was cool, too. Mm -hmm. um, and you're watching the game from from the tunnel, like at least for the entire second quarter. Really? Ha that long you were down there? Well, yeah. I mean, they gave us an option to go back to our seat, and they said that they could grab us like at the five-minute mark. But we we're already there, yeah. and like we we're both kind of nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and, and something about feeling the basketball, like holding onto it is like safety, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, because you're warming up, you're getting to the motion and just holding onto the ball kind of- Wilson! Yeah, like it kind of, ju it just feels like very like secure or safe. Um, so anyway, halftime comes around, they bring us onto the court um, and they're explaining to the entire Staples Center crowd like how this is gonna work and whatnot. So they put you on the big jumbotron so everyone's like looking at you. Um, Man, that's crazy. And so you have 45 seconds to, to do this. It's making uh, me nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> you have 45 seconds to do this course. And so like, if you're familiar with the NBA All-Star Weekend, they set up like this dribbling obstacle course where you have to zigzag. Um, and then you run to the other side of the court, you make a layup. After you make the layup, you run, get the ball from a podium and you do a chest pass through a tire. Now, the thing with this is if you get the, the ball through the tire, um, every point that you make thereafter is double, right? So you're trying to get as many points as you can. So after you make that chest pass, you run, get the ball from the other stand that's set up, and you have your choice of taking a three-point shot, free throw, or layup. Um, and as much, whatever time is left from that 45 seconds, by the time you get to that spot to shoot, um, is however much time you have, and you just keep going and, until it until it stops. So they picked you and your brother. Were you guys competing against each other? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? So, I, oh, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, well, so the thing is, too, if you, you they they'll take concept, contestants throughout the year and kind of tally up the points. And so if by the end of the year, you know, your score is one of the higher ones, they bring, I think, like the top three or whatever back. Oh, really? To compete. And the winner of that wins a Toyota Corolla or something like that. It would be cool if it was a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no thanks. <laughs> People actually talk about you and your obsession with Priuses, by the way. Yeah, me? It's not my obsession. It's, his. it's not even an obsession of mine. It's like a, it's a, it's what frustrates me. <laughs> but like, Daryl, you got the highest score. Congratulations. Um, no thanks, it's, man. Yeah, it's cool. Keep it, bro. Yeah. You know, I saw, I remember a while ago, a long time ago, I was watching, um, was it a, a, a Price is Right or something like that? And, and one of the showcases was, uh, uh, I think it was either a Honda or a, a Toyota. And the person who won, he said, sorry, I don't want it. I only buy American. Oh. And then uh, then they were like, they didn't know what to do. 
Um, then in the news later on, uh, I think you know one of the American car companies, Dodge, Ford, or whatever, stepped up and said and gave him. That's so. Uh, that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that that's was pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's really. But that was a, that was a long time ago. I was like probably like junior high school when I when I was watching wow. that. Man. Ditching school or something, <laughs> but yeah, it was crazy. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. imagine what would you, so if it was if you did happen to win and it was a Prius. Well, that's that's Prius like at, that's at the do. end of the year. Yeah, I mean, well, it's hypothetically, if you did, if I did, and they were like, "Congratulations, you win a Toyota Prius," I'd be like, "Well, I know what I'm doing with it right away. I'm flipping that or giving it away or something. Donate it to charity. Yeah, because yeah. I'm a good guy. Yeah." Um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. So it was, I, I didn't really care so much of how I did. I think just being a diehard Laker fan to have the experience of being on the court, getting some run on the court and like to be able to shoot on the court. Well, apparently you weren't just on the Jumbotron either though. No, it was, it was on, it was on I guess it was aired on TV too. Yeah, and I had you, no idea cause <laughs> like people were starting to tag me in their Instagram stories or they would like <laughs> Facebook message me or text me, be like, yo, it's Daryl. And I'm like, yeah, it's me. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. On, like the Jada page page have actually sent some DMs saying like, Hey, was a uh, Daryl. Um, the Lakers game. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so, crazy. Yeah. That's I mean, cool. And then when you're walking around, like at the end of the game, like people are giving you like these looks like, oh, I think that's the guy. Like, oh, really? So yeah. did they, they, they approached you when you were out of your seat in the, in the. Yeah. Um, so how they do these things is just very random. Oh, okay. Like they just pick you. I thought they just randomly picked the seat and then they would go to the seat and pick you out. No. Wow. Um, that's because crazy. my brother, like seven, eight years ago, we went to an NBA, a Laker final game. Um, like against the magic mm -hmm. that year when they were playing the magic. Um, and my brother was like seven years younger, so he was smaller, yeah. but you know how they always have the little kids on the court, high-fiving yeah. the players as they run yeah. out of the yeah. tunnel. Um, so my brother got chosen for that, but oh, that really? was all at random too. So the, the skills challenge, the three, the half court, uh, challenge, all that, it's all random. Wow. I didn't yeah, know that. So we were like perfect, right place, right time. And so we're like, that's cool. yeah, that's, that's a good pick too, because, because for that person who has to pick you, I mean, but they have to make sure they're like, you're a person who can at least will shoot a basketball competently. Right. Or hope. Oh, man, I've seen some really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can either go really good or really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like that was, that was a pretty cool experience. And like of all the Laker games that I've been to, I have been to quite a few. This one's one of my favorite ones. For sure. Not just for that experience, but a fan hit a half court shot for 30 grand. Uh, the see, game win. Yeah, see, I'd want that. Yeah. yeah. See, like, and that's the one I've always wanted to do. The Lakers, that game went in overtime. LeBron hit a clutch mm -hmm. three. Like, there's so much excitement in that game. Right. Like, so it was, it was really cool. That, man, that's dope. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 What if the I've always like dreamed of being one of those guys that go out there and do that and yeah. make a fool of myself. <laughs> you don't even yeah. care yeah. at that point, honestly, dude. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather was sitting courtside and yeah. I was running. I passed him. I was like, dude, what happens if I just stop right now? Nah, dude. Just, like, said, What's as you're dribbling up court, you got to go to the side and put your hand down and try to get a high five as you're dribbling down. Yeah, I know, I mean, right? That would have been cool. Yeah. So it was a very, <laughs> it was a very cool experience. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I have to be completely honest with y'all. If if they had like asked me to go on that court, <laughs> I don't have the balls. Really? Probably because because I never played ball. Uh -huh. So so I know like if I were to go on, it would just be a train. 
<laughs> it would just be a disaster. And it's even worse because because I'm black. They'll, they'll be like, so Jordan White is not- with, with a name like Jordan. <laughs> There will actually, there will actually be, be, there will actually be a press conference of the NAACP and, um, and everyone saying like, you know, so, um, so, so Jordan White, his black card is officially taken away. He is no longer part of our race. Oh my gosh. That's That's actually what would happen. So, so props to you. That's funny. Got to represent. Got to represent for the Asians, man. Hey, man. Yeah, but y'all are coming up in these, uh, you know. I don't want to say black people sports, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, what, but let's be honest. Basketball is, and and yeah, there's a lot of getting there. out there now. Getting you know? there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Damn. Till next time. Yeah. Sweet. Well, uh, well, that was a fun icebreaker. Um, <laughs> 20 minutes in. When are you going to talk about cars? Relax. We're getting to it. Welcome, everybody. You are tuned in to episode 13. Wow. 13. 13. Lucky number 13. Lucky number. Th- we should have shot this on Friday. Yeah. I just heard you go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some hesitation. Well, like, it wouldn't have been on Friday the 13th. However, it would have been our 13th episode shot on a Friday. So, would that count? No. I, that's why I was just like, where are you going with it? <laughs> I think that's pretty lame, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> I, I stopped myself. Oh, that's what that hesitation yeah. was. Okay. Because I didn't want to really make them. Oh, I'm dead right now. <laughs> <laughs> Never wanna, mind. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there's something wrong in my head. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't yeah. look up. Oh, God. Um, anyways, so um, I am Jordan. I'm Daryl. I'm Mike. And, and uh, so we got some fun stuff, some fun stuff um, to talk about today. So uh, so by the time that this episode airs, SEMA, we will have came, we will have conquered, and we will be back at our desk. So uh, no, when this one airs, we'll be at SEMA. When this one airs, we'll actually, be at SEMA? yeah, the day before SEMA ends, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So oh, we'll, okay. We're in. We're at SEMA. We're at SEMA. Oh, you'll be at back at your desk because <laughs> you'll be back home. <laughs> that just sounded so sad. Right? <laughs> yeah. like, like no, you'll be back at your. It's like oh. All right. <laughs> Guess I'm not there for the extra fun. <laughs> but yeah, I know it's 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 still during SEMA, so I'll be out there. I guess you three are actually actually we're back. heading back that day. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. We're driving back, so yeah. we'll be on the road. Yeah. So uh, so I figured that that since you know everything will be underway, that we could talk about um, talk about our booth, talk about. What we'll we'll be doing at SEMA, the things that we'll have at our booth, mm-hmm. since you know it's no longer a secret anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, how about that? You want to go into like the booth display? Talk or? about the most interesting thing thing that you think about our booth. All right. You know, I'm not a very good host. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I can talk a little bit. <laughs> Look at Mike. <laughs> He, he's just silently agreeing, like, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I'm just uh, what yeah, I'm thinking. I was like, is, is like, is that coming from you, or is that coming from things you read? 
<laughs> or is it? You know what? Surprisingly, and shout out to all of our Jadacast fans, I am really happy to say that I've gotten no negative comments. None yet. None yet. <laughs> but, but like probably now, every single troll is about to get on here and be like, oh, Jordan Stutters and he's the host. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys find a host who can't even t- t- talk? <laughs> I can't. Oh my god! I can't do this one today. <laughs> you guys are DJ for. Oh my god! Oh, as oh, a guy, you know, I'm as a guy who stutters. When I hear other people stutter, it really stabs me in the heart because I could just feel oh, their pain geez. and their. You know, I could just feel all of their humiliation. And they just have to keep it in, but I still laugh at them because, <laughs> because, because it's okay if I laugh because because I actually stutter. You know, yeah. I have I have a disability, so I can laugh at other people who have that. <laughs> it, it makes it okay. Yeah. If you do it, well, then you're an. You know? <laughs> okay, back to Zima. <laughs> um, I think you know for for Zima, as far as our booth display and PR is concerned. We're doing something pretty unique this year. Um, so we have a 20 by 40 booth. We'll be located in the performance pavilion, which is the tent right next to the South uh, Hall. Right. Right next to South Hall. Um, and so we're doing something this year that we've never really done. It's actually, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's like so ambitious. Not right? really. But no. it's just out of, it's out of what we usually do. Um, so we've used SEMA as a little bit more, it's, it's more of a PR opportunity to yes. have press out there, to media coverage, social activations, uh, things like that. So what we've done is we've taken the entire 40-foot section of the booth and put a really cool graphic of the uh, scene from Fate of the Furious where the submarine crashes out of the ice. So we took that. That's the backdrop. And we're partnering with Universal to bring two movie cars out. So we'll have both of the the vehicles in our booth, the Ice Charger driven by Vin Diesel and the MXT truck driven by uh, Dwayne Johnson. So we've used the Ice Charger quite a bit, quite a few times in previous shows, but this is the first time that we'll ever have the MXT. So I'm pretty excited for that. I want to see how gigantic that thing really mm-hmm. is. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see how it looks in person too. Yeah. yeah. Um, that'll be really cool. And we're taking it one step further because the MXT is already so big. Um, it's just going to stay level on the ground. Yeah. Um, but we're having a custom ramp built for the ice charger to display it in such a way that when you look at it with the backdrop in the back, um, it's kind of recreating that action sequence from from the movie. So it'll be, be a pretty cool photo opportunity, an Instagram-worthy opportunity. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll come up with some specific hashtags that people can use and maybe we'll do maybe we can do a social activation when we're out there regarding yeah. it. But yeah. as far as like the display piece and the PR piece is concerned. Um, that's going to be the main main attraction for for our booth. Yeah, so the the ramp that it's on, it's supposed to mimic uh, the breaking ice, so it's lifting up off the mm-hmm. ground. Uh, with the car hopefully will will have a little bit of overhang over the the ramp, so it looks like it's about to jump off of the ramp mm-hmm. more than just you know being as a display piece. So hopefully it, it it'll translate well. It's you know we can see it in our heads. It looks right on paper. It looks fine, but yeah. 
you know, how it works out in person is another story, but that's one of the exciting things when building these booths. You know, we, we have this in our head and when we see it realized, it's actually pretty cool. Sometimes it's a little disappointing, but, you know, it's, that's the fun part. <laughs> right. And actually, as we're talking about this, uh, after this podcast, we're actually going to go see the ramp. Uh, we're going to go see the booth. We're going to go see how everything's laid out, um, make sure everything is all good to go. And then from there, it's it's heading out to the show. And then you kind of like what Mike said, you just kind of pray and hope that <laughs> things go exactly how it's planned. Exactly. And, uh, you know, figure it out from there. <laughs> um, but if it all comes together, I think it should be a really, really cool piece. Yeah. Um, for sure. And how many? We have like, what, four, 13 display cases of product? Yeah. That's going to be out there. So yeah. we're showing quite a bit. Yeah. So the main side um, <coughs> where all the action is going to take place as far as our booth is concerned is going to be the, the two cars with the backdrop. And then on the other side of the walkway is where the display is going to be that highlights um all of our lines, just trucks, big time muscle, JDM tuners, fast and furious, Hollywood rides, hyperspec, hy yeah, hyperspec um, you name it. It's all yeah. going to be there. And we're going to be showcasing some new stuff as well. If, and our previous booth, which was a, a 20 by 20, we only had four display cases showing off product. And this one we have 13. 13. Yeah. yeah, something like 13. So, so it's in a 20 by, it's more than by 40 booth. 20 by 40, 20 by 40. Booth, Yeah, so it's quite a bit. It's more, more than three times what we usually yeah. have. Stepping yeah. up. Yeah, it's making moves, <laughs> making games. Yeah. yeah, so we're very, very excited um, to once again take part in this this show and also to be partnering with uh, our partners at Universal. So um, hopefully it's going to be a good show. We anticipate it's going to be a good show. Um, so really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good show. I don't lie. You're looking more forward to the buffets. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, <laughs> we'll be at Bacchanal on what, Saturday, Sunday we night? Have, we have like our <laughs> we have our list of everything that we're going to hit, you know, like as far as like food is concerned. So at least for the first the first few nights. Yeah. So we want to take advantage before the actual SEMA crowd during the mm. show. Um, so, yes, I'm looking forward to the food. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the cars. More than anything, though, it's, it's also very re rewarding, and I'm sure you you yeah. know this feeling too because you have had a big hand in putting everything together. Is yeah. to see everything come together, mm -hmm. full circle, and like we've talked about a few podcasts ago, you know this has been something in the works for quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, so to finally have everything more or less finalized. And when you see everything come together, like when you're there, um, it's very rewarding, I think. Yes. So. Hmm. And so for you, Mike, well, because I know that you have to facilitate everything. So as far as the booth being actually built on that day, are you like like a guy who has to maybe tell tell the crane driver like you know like oh no like it has to go there the ramp has to spiral this way the car has to go on yeah, yeah. pretty much um because this is how it works we have you know we we build the booth out here with the company that we partnered with to build the booth they send it out there with uh you know some sort of a foreman kind of guy who just oversees the building of it and he knows how to build the booth but maybe there's a certain aspects of the booth and details that he's not aware of or he's not too sure of certain uh, things that we're looking for yeah mm -hmm. so like yeah. you know where certain signs go uh the, the direction of the uh, ramp and how it should lay out inside of the booth 
Um, sometimes they'll just throw things on. Like, okay, so last year we had a booth that had signage on two sides. When I got there, they put the wrong side, the wrong sign on the wrong side. Mm. The right side. I don't know. They put a sign on the wrong side that it was supposed to be on. And we had to flip it around. So they, they, we had to get all the guys back over there and then flip it because they had no idea. All They, they just put it up assuming that they did it correctly. Right. So I have to be there. Brian is actually going to be the one taking over for all that kind of stuff. So he'll be there. Um, and we'll be keeping an eye on making sure all the things get done correctly. And judging by by how Brian does, we'll see if we actually have to make those T-shirts or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anything goes wrong, damn it, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> no, he'll do a great job. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be fine. Yeah, like he always does. He's done it before already. I mean, what, oh, he's yeah. done Comic-Con already and a couple other ones, so... Yeah, yeah. AutoCon and AutoCon. I don't think you this one this one's pretty big though because it's a it's it's the first time we used an outsourced company to actually rebuild the booth. Mm-hmm. Um and you know it's it's a little bit of a different experience because they don't, you know, they send people out and they hire a third party contracting company to build the booth for us while they're there. So it's it's a matter of dealing with uh the people who we've worked with already and this third party company. Is it Kind of hard, hard for you to delegate trust to a third party when when it's usually been you who has handled everything. Not really, because I, you know, if I trust the company that I'm working with, that the people that who built the booth, and mm-hmm. then they trust the third party company that they're using, I if I trust them, I I kind of give the trust over to. So it's full by default. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. Okay, yeah. makes sense. It's. I mean, like it's it's. They know what they're doing at the end of the day. And I think for us, I mean, like, yes, it is a new experience for us as far as letting another company kind of take that over from us. Um, But still important for us to have like some sort of representation from our team there just to kind of creative, whether that's creatively direct or execute like, you know, what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think all parties involved are, are know what know what they're doing, what we're looking for and how best to get it done. Um, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I mean, like, there's also other weird hiccups that happen that sometimes we can't control, uh, and then we have to make decisions on the spot to to remedy these issues. Executive decision. Yeah, it's so like there's there's times when when there was one time, <clears throat> I don't know how long ago. I think it was two years ago. We had our display shelves come in, um, and the shelves were acrylic instead of glass. Mm-hmm. And because of how wide our shelves were, they bowed quite a bit Ooh. in the middle. So like if we had cars, they'd start rolling towards the middle. Yeah. Um, and we had to figure out how we can remedy that. And we had to make the executive decision to drill into the back wall of our display case to put a little L bracket. It didn't look as pretty, but it, all our product states you know, in, in place. And uh, yeah, But it was uh, pretty stressful because we had to go source those little L brackets somewhere. We were running around all over the sh- the the show trying to find anyone who had, you know, a few of them that we can borrow or have, or buy or whatever. And these yeah. are the hiccups. Yeah, those are the kind of things that we have to be there for, or else, you know, because the the third party company or the 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 company that built the booth, they don't want to make those decisions because you know ultimately this is our booth, right. and we should make those decisions for them. I mean, they don't want to start doing things uh, without our approval. Right, makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. It's funny how those hiccups always happen, no matter 
how much painstaking planning that you do. Is, yeah, that's why we have our Murphy's fingers law. crossed with the ramp, dude. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's like the, <laughs> one of the biggest, at least how I see it, is the, the, one of the bigger pieces to our to our booth. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Although we supplied them with the correct dimensions and things like that, you just kind of, you can't help but wonder like taking into consideration like the weight of the car, how's it going to hang, how's it going to look, Yeah. you know. Um, also like, 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 you know, do we, the, the person who, gave us the dimensions of the car were they like accurate with their measurements you know yeah. uh, so you put a lot of trust in a lot of people along the way and and you know any little thing can go wrong it's it's just like you know if you think it can go wrong it possibly will so you have to prepare for it right um, and that's even with uh, when we're designing toys mm-hmm. you know we we have all this stuff and we we send out all of our information to you know our partners and our and our factories and our 3d guys and all that stuff and sometimes it doesn't come back exactly the way we thought because even though we thought we gave them all the information there's always something that can go wrong and yeah. and, it, and it usually does but you know you just have to take it and uh, and and figure it out and Roll make it work. The punches. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll see. This weekend, actually. This weekend. We'll let you guys know. Oh, man. I can't wait to get out there. Well, you I mean, for sure, because it's not only is it SEMA as, as, as a company, yeah. but you personally. No, but it's, it's just a fun show. It is. It's yeah, my favorite it's, it's show. A, it's a year. cool show. It's fun to get out there. Um, I'm not looking forward to staying in Vegas for nine days or seven days. I don't, I'm gonna be out there for a long time. Yeah, but it's just uh, it's just cool because you get to see all everyone that you met through in this industry. Um, get to meet new people and then just talk cars, man. It's fun. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Did I mention the food? <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I mean, Seem. I've mentioned this many, many times. Seema yeah. is my favorite show of the year. It's the one I look forward to the most. Never gets tiring. You know what the the what I, the word on the street is? Uh, trucks are going to be the big thing this year. Yeah, it started last year. Last year was like mostly trucks, and I even hear uh, Dub Magazine does not even bring any cars anymore this year. It's all trucks. So mm-hmm. Dub Grid, all those companies out there that they're they're just going to represent hard. And so, why do you means. think that is? <laughs> yeah. So why do you think think that is? Because um, and so Ken Block, yes, he has has his new truck mm-hmm. for truck for Jim Connor Ten, yeah, the Ahuna truck, yeah. which we will see at SEMA. Yep, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, yeah. but even he is starting to go in that route. And so why yeah. are trucks starting to make this big resurgence? I have no idea. Speaking to the, well, speaking to like two guys who have some badass trucks. <laughs> I'm not sure where that's coming from. I don't know what, you know, it's just trends. You know, things are starting to happen in the industries where, where, uh, you know, people start not like migrating towards or just like going towards one certain style. I think Jeeps are a big part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the new JL the is, is hot. Um, classic trucks like the C10, a ton of aftermarket parts you can get for that truck. And they're really easy to get that truck right now. And they're really cool to fix up. Um, that's one of the ones that you'll be seeing a lot of, I'm sure. I'm sure you're going to see a lot of Raptors. I'm sure you're going to see a lot of uh, Silverado Trail Bosses, all these new trucks, uh, Colorados, all these things. There's a lot of companies that are coming out with cool-looking, nice trucks, and um, and there's the aftermarket is really supporting it. Yeah, it's and that's where everyone's going. It's weird. I don't know what started the trend, but I mean, it just seems that the abundance of parts and availability of the cars right now is is makes it easier to get. Mm. I know it's 
starting to make me want to <laughs> become a truck guy Dude, too. Remember yeah. what I was saying in, I don't even know if it was the last podcast, the one when we were talking about the high ace. Yes. Where like. Mm, yeah, 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 last podcast. The last one that was just released. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Where it's for me, you know, because being a sports car so JDM fan. So just agree. That's two podcasts ago when this one airs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uploads every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Central time. Wait, are Standard. we Pacific Central? Are we? <laughs> That's like two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, to West Coast, it's Pacific. It's Pacific. Just say Pacific time, Pacific. whether it's standard or or whatever. What's the other one? Standard and no, no. It's it's either standard or daylight saving. Like it's it's, it's like PST or PDT or yeah. something. Yeah. God, why is it so complicated? Anyway, uh, that's my Earth. train of thought. <laughs> it's not um, Earth, dude. It was. Oh no, I, I got yeah, it. it. It's the highest. I, I, yeah, so like for me being coming from more like the JDM coupe sports car realm, um, the truck was always appealing because it was different. It was a new game. I mean, Mike and I are talking about things like left and right, like damn near yeah. every day. Yeah. And I'm going to him with like these things that I'm learning. I'm like, oh, there's just so much to take into consideration when building your truck. Yeah. Way more so than a sports car. Yeah, like with the sports car, you have. To worry about how low you're going to go and, and having to drive over speed bumps. How are you going to, you know, you're going to take that cardboard at an angle? What do you, mm, you know, yeah. what do you have to do? But with a truck, you don't have to worry about that. But you have to worry about ex how you're going to lift it. There's so many different ways of lifting. When right. you're dropping a car, you just, you know, you got your springs or your your coilovers. With a truck, you got your leafs, you got your shackles, you got your shims, you got your all these different things to be able to do the to, to lift it. Yeah, you want to make sure it's level, and then if you're going to have things in the back, you want to go compensate for the weight in the rear of how. And if you're <coughs> going to be towing, tow? yeah, right. it's, like, there's, there's so, so much. It's crazy. I think that next week we should have a, have an episode dedicated mainly around trucks. <laughs> I think that'd be a great idea. I want to get into this a lot more. Yeah, yeah there's a keep lot. on going though, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, there's a lot for him to learn for sure. There's a lot to take into consideration. It's been fun though because mm -hmm. it's di like I said, it's different and it has it has my interest. It's had my interest for for a long time. Um, so I'm actually fairly excited to get out there and, and also check out like what's out there as far as the truck game is concerned, and you know, make some new relationships and meet you know new people. So. What's crazy to me about trucks, right? You can have a, a, a one truck as the same truck. Say you take you get a, a Silverado, exactly the same truck, right? And there's so many ways you can go with it. You can go slammed. Yeah. You can go. Uh, you can go uh, uh, overland. You can go lifted, and and you can go like like grocery getter type style. I mean, there's like so many different ways of fixing up the truck that um you know it's just it's it's. You can go any direction and, and you know, it's there's so many people that are out there doing so many different things. There's it's just the market is huge. I think that's one of the reasons why trucks are so popular because you can go so many different routes. Yeah. You know, um, like you can go with like the, the 40 inch rims with a rubber band tire or you can go with a 17 inch rim with a 27 inch tire. So you have a lot more tire sidewall. I mean, there's so many different ways of going and it's, uh, you know, it's there's a, there's something out there for everyone. Yeah, I mean, case in point, like I'm I'm with Mike in terms of building the truck to be a little bit more overland, um, more functional, yeah. I think, you know, when we go off-roading and, and things like that. At least that's the look that I'm going for now. <clears throat> but I was literally just telling him, dude, because he knows how I am with my cars. <laughs> I go through looks like nothing. <laughs> um, 
Uh, it's, I could totally imagine myself building the Raptor to be straight Baja style. Yeah. Directly yeah, after cool the too. Overland. Yep. And what's that going to look? What's that going to require? Over fenders. I love that yeah. look. A different front bumper. You know, like. But it's it's so crazy how the car, truck can transform. Like if I if you have two Silverados and you have one that's an Overland style and then you lift the other one seven inches and put some big tires, the truck suddenly just looks more grand and and huge. Yeah. Whereas the truck when you do Overland style is more you know looks actually small compared even though they're exactly the same truck. Yeah. Right. So the the you can really transform the look of a truck just by you know the, the different mods that you put onto it. Yeah. Hmm. Truck life. I mean, more so like, you know, than, than what a, a, a street car, you know, when you fix up a street car, you can put a body kit, you can put, um, you know, you can lower it, you can put either street rims or, or you know, showy big rims. Um, but the basic overall look of the car, you know what it is. It looks the same. Yes. I remember seeing the uh, Tonka Toys Tundra out in Toy Fair one year. And I was like amazed because it, I have the same truck. I have a Tundra. And I was looking at that thing. And I was like, why is this thing so much larger than my truck? Why does it look, why do, does, when I think of my truck, I think it's like a, like a small compact truck compared mm. to this thing, but it's exactly the same one. Really? It's just because, you know, the way you fix it up and it just totally changes the look of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. The versatility that you're able to put into that. It's yeah. Crazy. Because mm. you know, some, so some trucks I'm starting to, like you know to get into a little bit are like those slammed um the Datsun trucks. Oh yeah. The pickups. I yeah. really like those. I've been yeah. seeing seeing some of those here and there and uh, I like that kind of look, even though it's not practical at all, I think. But uh, I kinda like that look. Too. I grew up on the mini truck scene, um, back when the Mazda B twenty two hundreds and the old like like uh my friend had a, a GMC Typhoon that he slammed, and it, and this thing was awesome. And just seeing those sparks fly on the freeway, dude. It's I love it's that. yeah, it was a cool scene. <laughs> um, you know the bed dancing and stuff. I that, I wish that scene would come back. I'm hoping it does because mm-hmm. you know I have so many ideas of what we can do with the just trucks line if we if that came back. It'd be really cool. Yeah. Are but we for now, we're gonna try and expand just trucks for off roading. Yeah. <laughs> quite a bit actually <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i really want well like i'm pretty excited to go and do some off-roading in, in, in vegas in Vegas with you guys oh hell or, yeah or with you yeah yeah hell i yeah. know that your truck will be on display yeah so, uh, but yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah we'll find some I've, well i've already started looking at some places so We'll get the truck out there. It's the it's the main reason why I haven't even cleaned it in like a month. Yeah, because right. I know it's good. Like my tires are still brown from when we went to Joshua, Joshua Tree. Tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, if you look at some of the coolest off roading trucks out there, they look cool in like on Instagram. But as soon as you get up close, scratches all over the paint because mm-hmm. you can't help it. You have to go through rocks. You have to go through trees, and they're just all just there to scrape you up your paint. And and but that's all you're right. It's it's the badge of honor because you know that your shows that you're using the truck for what it's worth or I, for what's built for. Can I also add too? Like so, I've been taking my dogs out hiking, and so most notably like my husky because she needs the exercise because she's she's a very active dog. 
She's still a puppy. Uh, she's not even one year, but I had her in the back. And so she's getting to that point, like where she's starting to shed a back lot. Back as in bed or in the back seat? No, back seat. Cause my, my seats fold all the way up. So they yeah. get a lot of, they have more than enough room. So anyway, I had her back there and it was her first time back there. So she's naturally curious. So she's, she's paw up right on the side and, you know, dogs noses are like wet and they, they lick things. And, and again, she's getting into that point where she's like, she's starting to shed. So all said and done, I actually opened up the back of my truck the other day because I was putting some, I was loading some stuff in and I see like dog markings everywhere on the windows, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like dried saliva everywhere and remnants of her hair everywhere. And I was like, it's pretty cool. actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I don't mind it. <laughs> see, that's, that's another thing about having a truck like that. You know, you, you use it for what you bought it for. Right. And it's okay. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's character. Yeah. Like all the, uh, leftover like gravel or sand that's been yeah. collecting in the truck is like, it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Just try to beat the living hell out of it. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's dope. Take take it to its, uh, ex- like the, like extreme levels of what you can take that truck on. Yeah. Mm. It's great. It's fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Me too. Damn. Well, you know what? Um, I don't see a better place to end the podcast than right there, unless y'all have some ideas. Mm-mm. No? All I'm right. good. All right. We are good. Well, that is the end of episode 13 of, of the JadaCast podcast. Um, so, And so just a little bit of housekeeping. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like, subscribe to our YouTube page, and um, we'll do us a favor. Send this send this podcast to a friend. We're trying to grow this thing pretty big. Um, we will be at SEMA, so by the time that you guys see this episode, it will have um, you know we will be on the last day there. Um, and yeah, that's all I got. So uh, we are the voice of the toy industry. I am Jordan. I'm Daryl. I'm Mike. And we will see you guys next week. Peace out. Later.